0: Jeremiah chapter 1 Jeremiah is one of the great heroes of the Bible. Because he was a prophet during the time when the Lord allowed the Babylonians to take over Israel, Jeremiah was not allowed to get married. Because Jeremiah was going to be one of the people who were left behind in Israel during the captivity. And for that reason, the Lord did not want him to get married. He had a fiance, But the Lord told him to break off his engagement and allow her to marry his Israelite enemy. He had enemies because he was a true prophet. Most of the other prophets of his time in Jerusalem were lying prophets. They hated Jeremiah and they threatened and harassed him and even put him in prison because he was speaking the truth, telling the people that they had to submit to the Babylonians because that was their judgment under God for their sins. Everyone who submitted to the Babylonians as the Lord required, they all survived. But the people who refused to submit to the Babylonians, including the king of Israel, were taken captive. Some of them were killed and some of them were shipped to Babylon as prisoners of war and slaves. Because Jeremiah and those who listened to him were obeying the Lord, they were allowed to stay in Israel. And Jeremiah continued living the life of a virgin bachelor during the entire captivity of Israel under Babylon, which means it's very possible that Jeremiah never got married. Because they were captive for a lot of Jeremiah's life. And if he did get married, it would have been when he was old or middle-aged. And the Bible doesn't record that he got married, so it's very likely that he never got married. Just like John the Baptist, just like Jesus, just like Paul. This is what happens to many a prophet. They die virgins. Elijah also seems to have never gotten married, and Elisha is another prophet who it is not recorded that he got married. Some prophets did get married, but not a lot of them. Jeremiah was extremely brave because not only did he stand up to the harassment and threats from his own people, but also he obeyed the Lord in a time when the rest of the Israelites were terrified. They were so terrified that they tried to fight. But Jeremiah obeyed the words of the Lord and did not fight or run. He submitted humbly under the Babylonians, and that took a lot of courage. We'll also find out later that Jeremiah is the one who hid the Ark of the Covenant so that the Babylonians could not have it. This isn't specifically mentioned in the book of Jeremiah, but we'll talk about it later because it is written in the books of Maccabees and it explains why the Babylonians never got the Ark of the Covenant. Jeremiah means exalted, and he was exalted because he was a righteous, humble man who simply obeyed the Lord. You don't have to be special in any way for the Lord to exalt you. You just simply need to obey what he tells you to do. People want to make a name for themselves, but the way to get God to notice you is to obey him. Verse 1. The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests at Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin. Jeremiah's father, Hilkiah, was a priest who lived in the territory of the tribe of Benjamin, and that would be very close to the territory of Judah. 2. The word of the Lord came to him in the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. 3. And through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, down to the fifth month of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile. Jeremiah lived through five kings of Judah, from King Josiah through King Zedekiah, but you have to note that all of these kings didn't have long reigns, especially Jehoiakim and Jehoiachin, both of their reigns were extremely short, and they were puppets that were set up by Babylon, and then King Zedekiah was the last king of Judah. And the reason he was the last was because he disobeyed the Lord, and we'll find out about that as we read this book. 4. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah is a prophet to the nations because to this very day people all over the world are reading his book. So he's still a prophet to the nations, even though he died long ago. But when he was alive, he was a prophet to Babylon and Israel, to say the least. The Lord told him, I set you aside to be a prophet even before you were in the womb. 6. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. Jeremiah was humble because he knew that he didn't have wisdom of his own. He was a very young man. 7. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Just as when Moses told the Lord that he wasn't good at public speaking, Jeremiah has now told the Lord, I'm too young for people to listen to me. But the Lord said the same thing to Jeremiah that he said to Moses. Basically, I have chosen you to be my mouthpiece, and you will say what I tell you to say. In the case of Moses, he allowed Moses to have his brother Aaron speak for him, but Jeremiah had to do all the speaking by himself. He didn't have an assistant. 8. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Now this is important because Jeremiah was going to get harassed, threatened and ridiculed and slandered on multiple occasions, but the Lord told him ahead of time not to be afraid of anyone. As Christians, we are commanded not to be afraid of anyone but God himself. Because it's God who we have to answer to on Judgment Day. We don't have to answer to any human on Judgment Day. 9. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. This is an open vision, which means that while Jeremiah was awake, he saw the Lord and had a conversation with the Lord. The Lord came and visited him and the Lord touched his mouth to sanctify it. Sanctification is when something is set aside only for God's purpose and no other purpose. 10. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Jeremiah would do this simply by saying the words of the Lord. He was just a man who was speaking God's words, but he was going to tell Israel what God was going to do to Israel. By speaking, these things would come about. 11. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. This is really special how God would basically take a walk with Jeremiah and he would say to him, What do you see? The Lord would lead him in a certain direction and show him something. And then Jeremiah would tell the Lord what he saw. And then the Lord would explain to him what that meant. This happens multiple times in the book of Jeremiah. And this is a special ritual that Jeremiah and the Lord had that I don't notice with any other prophet in the Bible so much. It's really precious that he did this with Jeremiah So on this walking tour, Jeremiah is shown an almond tree. Almond means appointed. 12. The Lord said to me, You have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. 13. The word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see? I see a pot that is boiling, I answered. It is tilting toward us from the north. This also sounds like a vision, unless he could see a pot tilting wherever he lived. Maybe there was a woman cooking and he saw the pot, or it could be a vision of a pot that's boiling and it's also tilting toward the north. 14. The Lord said to me, From the north disaster will be poured out on all who live in the land. He is going to send trouble from the north. Now that would be Babylon. 15. I am about to summon all the peoples of the northern kingdoms, declares the Lord. Their kings will come and set up their thrones in the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem. They will come against all her surrounding walls and against all the towns of Judah. Babylon was an empire, which means that many nations were under the umbrella of Babylon. So, when it says all these nations are coming, that's true, although at the same time it was Babylon coming, because it was the Empire of Babylon. 16. I will pronounce my judgments on my people because of their wickedness in forsaking me, in burning incense to other gods, and in worshipping what their hands have made. The people of Israel had made their own idols, just like the Babylonian nations, and they worshiped those same idols. So now the Lord is letting them have an appropriate punishment, which is that the nations whose gods they worshipped, those nations would attack them. 17. Get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them, Whatever I command you, do not be terrified by them, or I will terrify you before them. The Lord says, if you do not obey me and tell these people what I command you to say, then I am going to make you an example. You will get punished in front of their eyes. Jeremiah wisely obeys the Lord and says exactly what the Lord tells him to, even though it's going to make all of the powerful people around him very furious. He had the same courage that Christ and John the Baptist had. Jesus and John the Baptist both spoke and said things that the officials around them, their own Israelite leaders, hated them for saying. This same thing is going to happen to Jeremiah. He is going to be greatly hated for speaking the truth. I want to point out the reason a lot of Christians will not share their testimony and they won't talk to other people about Jesus is because they don't want to be hated. But it would be better if all your neighbors hated you and all your coworkers hated you now than if you stood before God on Judgment Day and He was angry with you. Whatever pain we experience when people are angry at us, it won't be anything comparable to the anger of God for disobeying Him. So it's wise to take our lumps now if we have to from people. Then, when we stand before the Lord on Judgment Day, it will be totally worth it. Let that be our motivator. 18. Today I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. He says that he is going to turn Jeremiah spiritually into a brick wall. And that is such a beautiful thing, which means he's going to give Jeremiah the courage to say the truth. We may not have any courage before we open our mouth, but once we open our mouth and start speaking the truth of God, then the Lord will give us courage to finish saying what he wants us to say. 19. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you and will rescue you declares the Lord. We will see this happen in the book of Jeremiah, that although he gets threatened and harassed greatly, it is his enemies who get the worst punishment. And that concludes Jeremiah chapter 1.